0: Hi, I'm Wayne Rogers, and I invite you to Meet Me at the Mountain. This is episode six of the Meet Me at the Mountain podcast, and I'm grateful to have you along with me on this podcast, and I invite you to check out any and all of the podcasts that are located on the Scattered Abroad network. Scatteredabroad.org is where you will find all of those different shows, and uh, and I invite you to check those out. I think that you will benefit and enjoy uh, listening to those podcasts. We have a good number who are now following this podcast, and for that, I am truly humbled and grateful to have you along on this journey over the mountain. And as we journey today through this study, we think about our last episode for just a moment, Temptations Mountain from James chapter 1. And we learned how to overcome even the most difficult of circumstances in the trials of life. And we learned how to do so without blaming God, but also at the same time looking to His Word for direction, for understanding, learning in God's, uh, to see God's perspective in our lives, from His perspective in our lives, uh, the wisdom to see things from God's vantage point. And uh, hopefully that would help us to have the wisdom to continue on and to be faithful uh, in our lives serving Christ. And that brings us to our discussion today concerning Faith's Mountain. And this discussion comes from a study really in the next chapter, in James chapter 2. The basis for it is found in Genesis 22, where we find Abraham. And if you're able to grab a Bible, I would invite you to please do so. And understand that contextually, James chapter 2 is dealing with having respective persons, prejudices, and so on, talking about how we treat one another. And when that happens in a person's faith, It could easily be questioned. In James chapter 2, verse 14, what does it profit, my brethren? If someone says he has faith, but does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Verse 17 says. Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe there is one God, you do well. Even the demons, he says, have faith. They believe, they tremble. But he says, do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac, his son, on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. And so that brings us then to a lookout, if you will, on this mountain trek. We have a lookout that we come to, this lookout point in this study, and we find Abraham here. And the scripture was fulfilled. This is James 20, uh, chapter 2, verse 23 and 24. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. But while we're looking out across this valley at this lookout point, we see the peaks that are located on the mountains across this valley across the way we see several other passages maybe that will help aid our study when we talk about faith especially when they when it concerns Abraham here Hebrews chapter 11 is a great one to start with Hebrews 11 verse 17 through 19 by faith Abraham when he was tested he offered up Isaac and he who had not had, rather he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he had also received him in a figurative sense. Then we have Galatians chapter 3, beginning in verse 6. The Apostle Paul wrote, Just as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore, know that only those who are Of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. And so, Paul refers to Abraham as believing Abraham, and he talks about those who are of faith are. The sons of Abraham, and talking about that promise that was made to Abraham back in Genesis chapter twelve, verses one and following, and that in you all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And so he concludes that in verse uh, verse nine there by saying, so then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. The apostle Paul would also write in Romans chapter four, beginning in verse sixteen. He says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. And so, he points out about, again, the faith of Abraham. And he says, and he calls him the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. You remember, God had sworn by an oath. We could swear by no greater, the Bible tells us. And so, in the presence of him whom he believed, whom Abraham believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And of course, Genesis chapter 22 gives us that account of Abraham's sacrifice of the son of promise, Isaac. And I want us to focus on that for just a moment. Again, thinking about the Hebrews writer stated, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, he offered up Isaac. And in Genesis 22, especially in verse 8 a statement like this uh, you remember he says my my son god will provide Isaac's asking you know where's the where's the lamb where's the where's the offering you know where we don't have a lamb with us and so he's asking and statements like this really just send chills down my spine and any parent uh, really who would think about what Abraham must have been feeling given this answer to his son about the sacrifice And he says, my my son, God will provide for himself a lamb for the burnt offering. That's Genesis 22, 8. Abraham, as, as much as sacrificed his son, and God called out to him, Abraham, Abraham. And so he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand upon the lad or do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your only son from me. Genesis 22, verses 11 and 12. And in the very moment of sacrifice, Abraham looked up, and there behind him was the ram caught in a thicket by its horns. And so Abraham went, and he took the ram, and he offered it for the burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord Will Provide. And it is said to this day, In the mountain of the Lord it shall be provided. And so we find the name of that place there in Genesis 22, verse 13 and 14. In verse 15, it says, Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing, I will bless you, multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and the sand of the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, and because you have obeyed my voice. Genesis twenty-two fifteen 15 through 18. So, when we start thinking about Abraham and that lookout where we're seeing those, those points made about Abraham that the Hebrews writer stated about him, by faith, when he was tested, Abraham offered up Isaac, and Paul writing that uh, just as Abraham believed God, then those who are of faith are called the sons of Abraham, and those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Abraham trusted in God, and the outcome of what would be uh, such a similar sacrifice as God would, would make by giving His only begotten Son for the sins of the world, of course, Genesis uh, John chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, 1 John chapter 2. He's the propitiation for the sins of the world. And so when we think about leaving this lookout point, thinking about Abraham, we start our way back down the trail with a couple of lessons maybe to apply. This is the kind of faith that we need to overcome the obstacles in life, the temptations in life and the kind of faith that is seen even in our treatment of others. Remember, that's the context there in James chapter 2 and on into chapter 3. Examples that we should be, then the teachers that we should be using the wisdom that is from above, bringing peace to our lives and the lives of others. And if we are the children of God, then this faith will be that which will guide our lives today remember what he said? He says, only those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham and will be blessed along with believing Abraham. Another point that we, that we might think about as we trek on down the mountain, what's really asked of us today? To believe God to begin with, the one who sent his only begotten Son, the one that was sacrificed for you and for me. and Jesus simply tells us to believe that He is the very Son of God, John 8, 24, and, and to turn away from sin and to confess Him before men so that He'll confess us before the Father in heaven and to be baptized for salvation, Mark 16, verse 16. We think about the those five steps that we often enumerate in the plan of salvation. But it's, it's so much more than just that, isn't it? When you start thinking about faith and this life of faith, it's a life of faithful service, service to Him seen every day in our lives. And so we might ask ourselves the question, then what kind of faith is it that we have? Paul teaches us that that faith comes by hearing hearing by the Word of God Romans 10 seventeen and so we have a responsibility to the Word of God which is is what we find there obviously in James chapter one and on into James chapter three what's being taught and that wisdom that is from above and by following it and not being self-willed in chapter four and and going on to to have that respect for God and and service to him and being concerned about the souls of others even around us. What kind of faith do we have? The last thought might be this. Maybe we've been tested. I think we all have been tested in numerous ways in our lives. We've gone through different things. Some of us share some things that we've gone through together in this life, this trek together. But we have learned really so much by studying Genesis chapter 22, and thinking about Abraham, and seeing how the New Testament writers refer to Abraham as not just Father Abraham, the father of many nations, but why is he called the father of many nations? It's because he believed God. He trusted in God. He knew that God would raise his son from the dead at the very least, that he would do that. He believed that God could do that. And I think in in knowing that, it gave him a peace that no matter what God could ask of a man, he was willing to do that, to be pleasing to God in heaven. And so, as we think about our own tests, our own trials, the storms of life, the things that we go through in this life, I hope that others will be able to see our faith as being active, that they'll be able to see us and see people who are are, who are truly concerned with doing the Lord's will, who are truly wanting to, to teach others about the Lord's will as well. Thinking about the fact that there are those, so many in this world today, who need that gospel. We needed it. Others need it. It's the only way, by obeying it, that we can get to heaven. I want to thank you for spending your time with me in this study. In our next episode, we'll meet at Friendships Mountain and explore characters like Jonathan and David, and maybe a few others, and see what kind of friendship we really need in our lives. And until we meet next, may God bless you and keep you. Thank you so much for meeting me at the mountain, and may God continue to bless our journey up the mountain together. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.